Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. Uh, can you hear me? This is Clem Fandango. And this week, we're talking about Superman Red Sun and Just League Dark Apocalypse, the DC animated universe films. I got you with that one. There yeah. was a very clear smile. Yeah. Alex has only smiled six times in his entire life. It's true. And that was and all seven. of them have been the six episodes I've watched uh, where, the epi- where that was referenced. <laughs> uh, I think before we get into our... Um, uh, talking about whatever Alex said we were talking about today. I don't. I didn't watch for those things, so I'll just bring you the news of the week. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Um, Natalie Portman uh, has said uh, two things. One, that she'll be hoisting Thor's hammer in the new Thor film, which I think was expected. Yeah, since she's the title character, Thor, I, yes. I imagined it. <laughs> she is Thor. Yeah. Uh, which, if you didn't know that, that's, a, yeah. I guess, kind of a spoiler alert. So... Oh, by the way, some of these news uh, items have spoilers in them, and so will our episode. So, spoiler alert. Hey, look at that. That's the earliest yet. <laughs> yeah, that might be a record. Uh, but I I was in the internet the other day, Alex. Will she be hoisting it, or will Thor be foisting the hammer on her? I th- I'm i hoping that Which is Chris weird. Hemsworth will be holding her as <laughs> yeah. she holds the hammer. Because I'm pretty sure Majolner was destroyed. Uh, so, clearly, she never watched Infinity War. Yeah, I don't think Infinity War is canon. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think the only canon movie is the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, <laughs> which this new Thor takes place directly after. Uh, I think you're wrong. It's the uh, Italian uh, remake of Spider-Man and from the 70s. Um, I thought you were going to say the Italian job. Uh, yeah, it's the only the, Marvel. The Mark Wahlberg one. <laughs> God, uh, that movie was surprisingly popular. <laughs> but did you know that there is a large corner of the internet that hates... Thor Ragnarok, because they think it makes Thor too silly. He This is a legitimate thing yeah. on the internet. Well, the thing about the internet, it's just, I've always known that people were dumb, and like, <laughs> I just need evidence I can just click on any comic book story or any story involving any sort of, like, female empowerment, uh, and then just realize, oh, look, all these dumb people yeah. commenting on this. There are so many neckbeards yeah. that get offended yeah. Yeah. and butthurt over yeah. things that aren't real. It's true. Okay. First, wait. What's not real? Um, comic books. Okay, you're gonna need to slow down for a second. <laughs> well, it's really these what's aren't not textbooks real with Alex and Matt. Uh, it's gonna be a, a yeah. weird. These are all historical textbooks for you guys. Uh, potential uh, spoiler for Wandavision. Uh, supposedly. Uh, the X-Men are going to be introduced to the Marvel Universe. In I don't believe that for one second. I will not get my hopes up. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Alex, as the uh, resident fan of the X-Men here in this room, thinks that every X-Men movie deserves an Oscar. I, if they're getting introduced, I just hope it's Quentin Quire and it's a Quentin Quire solo film. It's a first introduction into the X-Men universe. I don't want any of that. If you don't know who Quentin Quire is, he's just kind of a douchebag. Uh, yeah, but he also has a pink mohawk, and he wears a shirt that says Magneto is right. That's all you need to know. So, would we see him first or the shirt? Maybe we'll get the Magneto right first. And the <laughs> People camera. are like, who is Magneto? <laughs> like, we'll introduce that to you in six more films. <laughs> Give us $500 more and we'll tell you. 
Uh, Moon Knight has supposedly been cast. Nothing's official, but Moon Knight is going to be potentially played by... Oscar Isaac, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the Oscar Mayer hot dog guy. No, they couldn't get him. Um, (laughs) But that's a fantastic casting choice, in my opinion. He's a phenomenal actor, uh, and I'm so glad that he finally gets another role. This is the second role after playing Poe Dameron. (laughs) Yeah, it's about time he got another role. That guy is uh, in his uh, sophomore film coming up, hopefully. Uh, Javisha Leslie, the new Batwoman, we've seen her costume yeah. now officially. Okay. Did you have you seen it? Did yeah. You, what do you think? It's fine. It looks just like Ruby Rose's to me. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing special. Although they did introduce her character in the newest, or in the to be released like newest issue of Batgirl. Which I thought was interesting. So now oh. her character like in the comic, which is weird because there's been a lot of like Arrowverse characters that are more popular and bigger that have not appeared in the comics yet. Which so I don't know why they chose her, but who knows? Well, I don't know what DC Comics does anymore these days. I don't think they do either. Yeah, they let Ruby Rose affect a brand new comic book character. I think yeah, yeah, the first yeah. An actor has ever decided. Yeah, they they introduce her as Batwoman. They just introduce her character. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because I don't want to lose Kate Kane from the comic book universe. I, I could not hear less. <laughs> um, I got a couple more things here. Uh, do you want me to go with something sad or something very happy? Just do something sad first. Okay. Um, well, I just want to let everybody know that 2020 has finally done it. It's really uh, broken me. Uh, after all the distance that we've had to have, uh, the grief, the profound loss, uh, 2020 has finally struck a blow I, that I'm not sure that the comic community is really ever going to uh, recover from. Oh my God. What? <laughs> Just say it already. Jared Leto is going to be back in another movie as the Joker. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, I, th- I thought you said you had some bad news. Uh, uh, I've been crying for days. My eyes are puffy. My wiener is soft. I can't wait. And him and Joe Meganillo as Deathstroke as well is also returning. Uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I like how like Zack Snyder's, the Snyder cut, just like, oh, we're going to do a quick touch-up, some quick post-stuff. Oh, I'm going to edit these scenes. $70 just, million. Just, dollars now you need like one or two weeks of reshoots. Oh, no. Cavill and Affleck are coming back. Okay, they're coming back. Okay, by the way, I'm adding all these new characters back into DC it. DC has poured $70 million into this. Good. Or HBO has. Yeah. That's fucking... They, they yeah. made another movie. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, no, they made another miniseries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, on the bright side, uh, Shang-Chi has been uh, finished. Yeah. Uh, Which is incredible. Like that movie started production post outbreak, I believe, and then finished during the outbreak. Uh, I think I think they shot it all in Australia. I want to say, uh, which is good because Australia's got like almost no COVID, or maybe I'm thinking uh, New Zealand. New Zealand has almost no COVID. Yeah, Australia's uh, fucked, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's good for Marvel for another film movie that will be completed that we can't see until there's a uh, until they I put on Disney Plus or until there's a vaccine. Yep, <laughs> man, I'm I'm feeling so sorry for all these. Movie I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward so much to when Marvel finishes twelve films, which still have a vaccine, but there finally is one. Just a new Marvel movie every month. Oh my god, that's what I need. Do you, we would have to suffer so hard? <laughs> suffering, we would be with this COVID bullshit until halfway through 2022, if we were going to get that. Optimistically, yeah, yeah. 
but I've heard I've heard rumors of what this new uh, phase four is going to look like because it's the the shortest of all the phases. Yeah. But people are saying uh, the rumor on the street is that WandaVision is going to introduce the multiverse. Uh, Spider Man is going to be dealing with the multiverse. Doctor Doom, or not Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Resolves it. Yeah. Yeah. But that introduces all these new characters and all this cool shit. So I guess yeah. we'll fucking see. If Feige brings us the Fantastic Four before the X Men, I'm gonna riot. I wouldn't care. I'd just bring them in. Bring all of them in. Bring them in at the same time. Okay. Only if Chris Evans has to play the Human Torch again. <laughs> That's the. Oh my god! I would. Which I is would. secretly why he stopped being Captain America. Is because like guys, I just want to tell you, I like being Johnny Storm more. I hope that they they do that and they've got like an ongoing joke. Like you just look so familiar. I, just can't I hope they never address it, but they have them sitting next to a Captain you know, America album. The only person that ever addresses it is Deadpool. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> or Gwynpool. Yeah, actually, Gwynpool. that's what we need more than anything is news about Deadpool 3. We need Deadpool 3. The world wants it. It's going to happen. It's Kevin Feige, what are you doing? Come on. Now is the best time in the world to be making movies and putting them out. We need news faster than ever. Yeah, for real. Um, do you want to start talking about Red Sun? Yeah. Uh, Superman Red Son is based off the Mark Millar DC comic book. Uh, the central premise is that what would happen if Superman's uh, ship not crash land in Kansas, but landed in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, my first impression was um, because he's obviously Russian. He speaks with a Russian accent and the entirety of the film. Jason Isaacs plays him. Uh, this is obviously a sequel to the film Death of Stalin. Jason Isaacs was also in. <laughs> Um, uh, immediately I was just like, is this Borat? Am I watching the new <laughs> Borat movie? Like, all these fucking accents. You've got quite the ear for accents, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, it starts out with, I don't want to call him Clark because he's not Clark. Uh, no, we he's, ever the, get, he's the number four hero yeah. in all of Kazakhstan. We, we never get his actual like name, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, but it starts out with him as a little boy running from bullies who are chasing him. And really, he wasn't running because he was afraid of them because of what he might do to them. Yeah, it was really erotic. But what I liked is there was like not much like setup at all. We spent maybe two minutes in that scene as a kid before we launched into him being uh, Soviet Superman. I I appreciated that. I don't at this point in all of my comic book stuff. I don't need a forty-five minute or a half yeah. of a movie. To know who a person is. We've all seen the tropes. We all fucking know. And this so start, thank you. It opened in like 1940-something, I believe. But the thing I like about this movie is that it time jumps a lot, like through decades, which I appreciated. It did, yeah. Uh, Dietrich Bader plays Lex Luthor, and Amy Acker is Lois Lane, and they are married uh, in the U.S. Uh, and Lex, Lex is... hair. He does, which is red hair. Traditionally, when we see Lex with hair, it's always red like it is in the comics, which I thought was a nice touch. But they seem to be a happy, functioning couple. Like They have their own issues, but they seem to love each other very much. So like I like the idea, too, that if Clark never came to the U.S., that Lois and Lex would end up together and not be a destructive pairing either. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's kind of destructive. She chain smokes, uh, but she does it very oddly. Uh, she'll take mm. two drags off of her yeah. cigarette and then just throw it. <laughs> uh, I did like that joke, though, that like Superman told her it was bad for her health. And she's like, it's the same brand that my doctor smokes. And, like, that is a very, like, joke about, like, that time. Yeah, like, I thought, that, I thought that was really well done. Because uh, that would have been, what, like, the 60s or 70s at that point? I think at that point it was still the 40s, right before. Because uh, I think we get to... Really? 
Yeah, I think it was towards the end of the 40s that we see that, because that's right before the scene with Stalin in his office. Oh, yes, uh, I did love this. I love the the, the Stalin scene. And I think the most, I think the funnest... Which, by the way, I take that with a grain of salt. Wait till we talk about it yeah. a little more. Uh, I th- Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, the fun parts of this movie was, like, the time element jokes like we saw with the cigarette, but also, like the Soviet version of the other characters. Like we got to briefly witness what caused the birth of red sun Batman, uh, which I thought was uh, nice as well. We got to see a red sun wonder woman as well too, which I thought was really well. And uh, now these aren't the same characters from the comic book. Correct. Well, wonder woman is cause it's still Diana Prince, but, right. um, but one thing I like though, is that like what this movie showed is that both the, like the U.S. isn't the good guy here, but neither is but neither is Russia uh, at all. Did like you hear that Putin, uh, they're both flawed uh, with flawed is but a natural spawn. So like when the USSR has their own Superman, it's natural that the U.S. government would want to create like their own version of it or have their own defense against it as well. Uh, and going to like Luther makes sense for that. Yeah, one hundred percent makes sense. I mean, that's that's what anybody would do is go to the person that can make the best tech at the time so i think for me and probably for you like the first like oh like this movie is definitely something different was wins that scene where superman lois leaks to superman about the gulags which he didn't know about and he goes and finds one he's his childhood friend svetlana there he rescues her but she dies like a rat in a gulag man he sees uh a young uh Bruce Wayne, which I don't know what his Russian name would be. Um, I think he was with called the, Bruce, actually. Okay. With uh, his dead parents. Uh, here's what was interesting about all this shit to me. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Go ahead. Keep going. But we see that, and like that's what caused him to confront Stalin. And when he's in Stalin's office, he talks about, like, they talk about how there's, it's a common discussion, but like how they're, this is the way it has to be, da, 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 da. The Superville that or Superman that lived in or landed in Smallville would not take the action that Red Sun Superman took. Red Superman was like, agree, there must be sacrifice the only way of action. So we just straight up murder Stalin. Well, he'd already been fed a bunch of propaganda by yeah. them. And it wasn't really propaganda, but it was uh the fact really that America was built on the back of slaves, and that's kind of what he throws in Lois's face, and he's and she's like, Well, you know what? Yeah, our country sucks, but you yeah. know what? So does yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's listening to this paperwork. And that's when we find out about the gulag from Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> but like him murdering Stalin, I was like, okay, this is not only altering comic book history, but we're altering like world history as well, too. Oh, you and so he takes over Superman as... blasts him yeah. with his I-beams to death? Yeah. That was very inglorious bastards. It I was. was. Here for it. And we now he becomes the new premier because... Yeah. Uh, Stalin's right hand men uh, instantly pledged fealty to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get like a nice like newsreel of like him stopping the Korean War and like uniting like as one Korea because when you're as powerful as Superman, it's easy as hell. But then we have another time jump. Well, hold on one second okay. because I do want to address something here Superman kills Stalin, which is a badass thing to say <laughs> in general, but. He's a Russian, so it's a yeah. slightly less badass. But after he does that, we cut to uh, Lois and Lex. 
And they're delivered the news via phone call. Yeah. That uh, Stalin well, is dead. That Stalin is dead. Lois has delivered this news, and her expression does not change that one of the top world leaders no. of all time has just been murdered. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, by the way, husband, uh, did you know that? But it might have been happened? expected since they delivered that news to him as well, he, too. So Lex, or Lex expected it. He did. Yeah. Lois is told yeah. this and is like, oh, okay. I'll say, too, that actually goes to my biggest criticism of this film is I felt like the voice acting for Lex and Lois was especially flat. I thought uh, Jason Isaacs did a good job with Rest Superman. I can't remember who did Rest on Batman, but I thought they did a good job as well, too. But I thought Lex and Lois are so flat throughout the entire movie. It's weird, too, because Dietrich Bader uh, has played Batman and Batman the Brave and the Bold. I thought he was great in that. Uh, but for some reason, it's just the most like boring, like even killed like Lex Luthor like I've ever I've ever seen. Uh yeah. It was it was super odd. I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan. Give me give me back my uh my Rain Wilson. Or the Clancy Brown from the Superman animated TV series. Sure. Absolutely. Uh what did you think of the US Superman? Oh, which basically just ended up being Bizarro. Uh yeah. Uh, I thought it was like, it was like highly political. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was great. Like it was like everything that like, that like an American, like, uh, stereotype nationalist would like <laughs> think is like, this is what an American is. Is, is Superman a yeah. proud boy now? Yeah. O- overly aggressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, just looking for a fight. And one thing. <laughs> And all the stuff he was saying too was just really fucking ridiculous. One thing I love too is like for that fight scene, like when they have like Superman first gets the crap beat out of him because he's never faced anyone anything close to that at all. Uh, and but eventually he instead of like just throwing punches, he just starts dodging like everything he throws. Like and it just shows like how clever Superman is. Like he realizes he's not as strong as the Superman whenever he gets powered up, especially too. So just going blow for blow, he just dodges every punch and then tries to sneak an attack when he can. Like I was like, that's really well done. Uh like that shows like it's just a clever way of showing that Superman is not just someone who just goes fist first into everything either. Which is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And like I like too. It's like okay. It wasn't again. Was a reflection to like show, especially like how cruel Lex is. Like in the world, like Lex did this just to test Superman's ability. He knew he knew this creature he created would die most likely Superman's hands, and like he had no emotion from it. So like Lex in the universe is still cruel, but he's doing it because he thinks it's what's best for America. Yeah. Yeah. America uh, first. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think the next big fight scene is the one with Brainiac. Uh, over Stalingrad. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Brainiac is like Superman's pal for like the whole movie. Yeah. And you're like, this definitely isn't gonna go sideways. <laughs> like even like goes to help him fight U.S. Superman. Yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah. Um. After that was, and it shows to like normally Brainiac would be in Metropolis, but since Super the Superman is in Russia, mm-hmm. Brainiac is attracted to wherever he is. What did you think of this uh, animatronic Brainiac? Uh. It's based on like a comic book version, uh, so it's a little hokey and looks a little dated. Uh, but like, like does, I, yeah. but I, I thought it kind of fit in with like the time itself. It and one thing fun, yeah. I thought was interesting, because in this film, and Superman's costume changed like throughout like the decade changes. I thought that was a nice small touch because like just like Superman's costumes in the comic books changes throughout like the years and decades as well too. So I thought that was a a great touch by the animators. Yeah, and, and next week we're gonna be uh, 
dropping off our uh, our top ten sexiest Supermans from all the way from Mullet Superman uh, with the black outfit. Which, of course, by the way, is a sexy, sexy <laughs> Superman. I just can't wait for you guys to see where that to lands. To right? Dean Cain and Lois and Clark. To Dean Cain and Lois and Clark. Yep, of course. Oh, I mean Christopher Reeve too. Is, yeah. Now, you know, just wait. Just yeah. wait. We've got a definitive ranking coming. Uh, but I think I don't know. My favorite scene. Well, actually, before I jump into it, so we have Red Sun Batman. Batman blames uh, Red Sun Superman for all the propaganda that's been I happening. I love the Red Sun Batman. Me costume. too, because like it looks so great. And when I look at the Red Sun Batman, is he's not a good guy either. Like Red Sun Batman definitely killed a bunch of innocent people. Well, how is that different from normal Batman? <laughs> uh, and like it shows at this point too, like Superman is brainwashing people. He's using brain. Uh, Brainiac technology to control descendants, uh, descendants, uh, as well. He's controlling the band. He is, uh, and he's just making them play suburban home over and over again, despite (laughs) the entire album being great. Um, but it's, I know it's, he was the word great. So he is a psychopath in a way, but the final confrontation between those two was such a great scene and a great moment mm-hmm. where he lays his trap for Superman. He's captured Wonder Woman, who's an ally Superman. And he's got her controlling her with a lasso of truth. Uh, and like just that fight scene was just so great. Uh, but the climax at the end is that he beats Superman. He throws him in the basement, but Wonder Woman frees herself, breaks the machine and Superman threatens to put him through brainwashing camp and all that as well. And what did Batman do instead? He kills himself. He blows himself up instead of going through that. Like, it is dark. Yeah. Uh, it is, it, again, a great difference between the Gotham Superman and what super, or Gotham Batman and what Batman would be like in this world, too. It was an interesting Elseworld story. I'll say that. It was um, not exactly what I expected. But here's what they, what DC, I think, is always willing to just swing big on these Elseworld stories by really reimagining the entire concept. They yeah. take a concept and then they just say, fuck your concept. Fuck what you did. Yeah. We're going to do it from the ground up. I, I think you're right. And it's like, it's like, okay, not the starting point. It's like, okay, like we talked about what would have happened if Superman ship landed in the USSR, but it's like, okay, one woman is still in this world. So how would she respond to this? Yep. Uh, what would a Batman exist? And if Batman existed in this world, what would he like growing growing up in the USSR too? Would he be different than the Batman that grows up in Gotham? He would. Here's how he would be different. And I, I shudder to say this, but it it makes me almost because now they I feel like they've kind of got the formula down uh, on some of these Elseworlds th- stories. Um, I really am curious if I went back and watched The Killing Joke now, knowing what I know now, what they're point is what they're trying to do is they're just taking a premise and running with it yeah and not trying to follow any kind of storyline if i would have enjoyed it more because i went into the i i bought a fucking movie ticket to go see this <laughs> goddamn movie and i can't stop talking about this fucking killing joke but it was absolutely heartbreaking to see what they did to it yeah like this is a classic story red sun is a classic story yeah and what they did with Red Sun was really fucking cool. Oh, I know. And it's weird too, because like I feel like Killing Joke got a lot more press than, than Red Sun did. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is the epitome of a it's it's the pinnacle Batman. Story. Sure. 
It's something that's been in, in hardcover for decades. And reprinted 20 times under the 50 different labels, whatever DC wants I, to put in there. I would argue that Red Sun is much, much better as a story by Millar. Yeah, I agree. Than Killing Joke yeah. is. And a much more interesting world and concept as well, too. Fuck uh, yeah, it is. Uh, so. Yeah, that's that's two hot takes, I think, that we just came out with. That Red Sun is better than The Killing Joke in the comics. And real quick, just to jump to the ending of the film. It's something truly original uh, in the sense that it turns out Brainiac had planned this whole thing. was not really Clark's ally. Not Clark. Superman's ally the entire time. Lex Luthor is the president. They work to... And then Lex and Superman work to defeat Brainiac. Uh, and then they defeat him, but his ship's going to blow up. Superman throws himself into outer space. Uh, to become the next president. Lex is a speech. He's stepping down to go live a happy life with Lois. James Olsen is a new president. Uh, but I did love the shot of like a Clark Kent S figure like in the crowd. Like I just love the idea of that Superman. He has now, he's killed Superman. He's but assimilated. He, yes. And now he just wants to live a life as Clark Kent. Uh, he now gets to truly be human and learn how to be human for the first time instead of being something else entirely. Hell like yeah. I thought that was a really bittersweet ending to, to that yeah. story. Uh, do you want to rate this now or do you want to do it until after we do? Well, let's do them at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is the final film in the Justice League DC animated universe. Uh, and the ending really sets the tone for that as well. But it is the very final film. It started with the Flashpoint animated film, which was a great animated film. Uh, and all the films that have come forth. This is the final one in that series. And that's wild. That it's yeah. finally about goddamn time. I know. I haven't seen all of these things. So I think you might know a little bit more on this than I do. I'll say this. This film is rated R for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it oh, is. From the get-go. They, yeah. It is cool. incredibly violent. There is curse words throughout. And there is some gory death of like, think of every hero you love. They're dead, and you're going to see them die in the most horrible ways possible. Yeah, Shazam is getting his right, his legs ripped off. One of them is getting her arms ripped off. And we talked about this too for Red Sun, like Martian not Man. not telling us oh. about like an origin story. Just like Dark does that, Tim's fold. Like it jumps jumps us into it right away. Yeah, like within five minutes, it's just brutal deaths yeah. of the biggest names. We open with Constantine and Zatanna uh, at the Watchtower, and they're about to go mention. Uh, <laughs> About to go fight Darkseid uh, at Apocalypse. And and then we get there. It turns out that Darkseid's watching the entire time because they're watching through Cyborg's eye because Cyborg has another box inside him. So he was a spy, so he knew all their plans. We see there and we just watch everyone die. Like Matt said, we see Wonder Woman's arms get ripped off uh, and every hero you love just get brutally murdered from the get-go. And then credits. <laughs> opening credits. Oh, yeah. And then opening credits. Not closing credits. Holy shit, here we go. Yeah. And then we go to years later, the world is on fire. We see the we see the world destroyed. We see the London Eye knocked in the river. Um and just fires just and going. Constantine just always pissed drunk. Yes, which I love too. He's got the he's got the overgrown beard. He's just he's bar hopping with with Etrigan. And Etrigan's just passed out with a beer <laughs> at the bar. And just going from bar to bar, just downing bottles of whiskey. Like, that to me is very true to Constantine, uh, to how he would be uh, at the end of the world. Because Constantine... 
like it, the best. Yeah, he, he's not a hero. Like <laughs> in this movie, shows that. Like it's it, very true. And Matt Ryan does a great job playing Constantine as well, too. I thought. Yeah, the quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons. Is yes, a, that a, one. A, yeah, he didn't know that. Is a Classically team. trained British stage actor. <laughs> also does voice work and is leading the Owen Six Falcons. Oh my God, that team deserves. To be like three and three right now. We're not going to talk about yep. football though. We're going to talk about Justice League Dark. We're not going to talk about sword. football because Matt is a Cowboy fan and I'm a Raiders fan, so we're not talking about football. Yeah, we don't believe in football yeah. this year. Yeah, 2021 is our year. Yeah, it is lacrosse season. <laughs> uh, but so he's at the bar. Raven and Superman show up and asking for his help. Superman's looking fucked up. Yeah, and I love that like Superman's eyes are green and he's got a big green Superman logo to, in his chest and it's because we get some flashbacks of what happened to the Justice League and we see a more brutal death and we learn that he tortured some of them and he brainwashed Batman to become his uh, right hand sitting in the Mobius chair which is from Jeff John's Justice League run uh, and we see he injected kryptonite into Superman's bloodstream. So he's completely think, powerless. So, yeah. So like you can see the veins popping out of Superman that are green. Do you think his wiener has green veins too? Well, yeah, naturally. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just, I'm just, yeah, I don't, I wanted to make it. Well, that's basic talk, anatomy. Let's talk about Superman's. I really worry that you learned nothing about kryptonite in your public school <laughs> education. Very little, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. And they're asking Kronstein to help because he's basically like the last hero on earth, uh, him and Etrigan. Uh, he doesn't want to help, but he reluctantly agrees just to get more booze and get them off their backs. We also see a flashback of what happened to him and why he like this way. It's because he completely abandons Zatanna to her death. And like, we don't see how he died, but we see, we hear her death. Like her death sounds brutal because they're torn apart by not parademons, but para paradoom, which is half, uh, doomsday half parademons. And like, it just sounds like he was, they just ate all of her bones. Like uh, as she was alive to feel it. Yeah, it was gross yeah. sounding. Yeah. Good sound effects. Yeah. Uh, Etrigan, I love in this film. Uh, he just doesn't care about anything except getting drunk. He's he lost his passion. over this movie, yeah. too. He's just, all he wants is, is a challenge in a fight. Like, that's all he wants. And I love we're in that opening bar scene, and some parademons drop in to fight them. And I just love how Raven and Superman struggle, but for Constantine, especially Etrigan, they're like, no problem at all. Etrigan breathes fire and one disintegrates right in front of him. This movie uh, is about 4% story and about 96% action. It has probably some of the, like, the coolest like action moments I've seen from a DC animated film. Sure. Yes. 100%. And some, that's what this movie is at its core. I agree. It has some of the funnest moments as well, too. But I mean, if you think of any of like the, the big climactic movies... Like, Think about the last Harry Potter film. Like, it's just nothing but action. Like, they built up this entire series to... Yeah, I think it's a fair comparison, actually. To the brink. Yeah. Like, it's it's either going to go, everybody's dead, or they find a way to salvage. Actually, w- watching the movie, like, it made me, like, disappointed, because I was like, I wish we could have something like this for, like, the DC film universe. Like, we see all these DC characters, we get none of their backstories, we don't need it. We know who these characters are, we just jump into it, and we get... We get Constantine, Superman, and King Shark, and Harley Quinn, and they're all joining forces, and we don't need any of their backstories or why they join the fight. Like, let's just do it for this big, epic climax where they all die and curse, and Gorgeous. Like, this feels like what Snyder wanted his universe to be, but never got a chance to be. I mean, there's rumors that, that they're going to continue on with, with some of the Snyderverse shit. 
afterwards. We'll see. HBO's like not done with him, supposedly. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. We will see. But because there's no heroes, they have to get the help of Lois, who's with the Suicide Squad. And this new Suicide Squad is Harley Quinn, Cheetah, Black Mana, uh, King Shark, uh, and Boomerang. Because uh, if we're talking about two movies, you know that Harley Quinn's going to be in one of them. <laughs> I thought Harley was fine. I thought, like I enjoyed her. She was uh, fine. Yeah. I thought Boomerang is great. Uh, Captain Boomerang. I, I really enjoy him in everything I've seen him in, especially like the stuff with uh, him and Constantine having a rivalry because Captain Boomerang is Australian and John's British. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch, but King Shark was great. Just him saying, uh, I am a shark uh, <laughs> over and over again, especially with, with a big payoff at the end for that. I thought was fantastic. And also too, that King Shark was also Constantine's ex. I thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> I thought it was Harley. He's like, no, I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> fucking this shark. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a great touch. Um, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun moments. But, and I thought too that like, I liked as well too that Darkseid didn't kill Batman because he realized that Batman's strategic mind could help him. Brainwash him, put him in the Mobius chair. Uh, and this will help yeah, further my that, goal. That was interesting having a Batman as, as like one of the bad guys. I kind of like that. Uh, the second that Batman started talking, I was like, holy shit, they got George Clooney to do this. <laughs> it sounded like George Clooney's yeah. Batman. I had it to the point. It's so much so where I had to look it up just to confirm myself. <laughs> I know in my bones, this isn't George Clooney, yeah. but I had to be positive. Uh, they also recruit Damien. Uh, because they believe that yeah, if they recruited uh, Damon Wayne, yeah, if if Bruce sees Damien, then it'll help break his brainwashing. I was like, too, like we got to see like more tragedies. Like we got to see Nightwing because we saw him die, but we saw Damien bring him back in the Lazarus pit, but he's in us, but it didn't work. Like it just shows that all this tragedy has fallen, like this universe. Uh, it's fucked up. Yeah, and but eventually they go, they go through. <laughs> the Lex court building to fight these people on their way up. Harley has a great scene where he's just smashing people with her mallet and doing nursery rhyme at the same time, uh, which is incredibly violent and over the top. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So fucking violent. There's a lot of blood in this movie. You should show it to your children. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely not a film for like, uh, for kids at all. Like you do not want to see what happens. Yeah, you should be at least uh, six before you watch this film. But what I just want to go ahead and, and then it's required. I'm going to jump to way, way ahead That's cool. to my favorite part in this entire movie. So it's the scene where Superman and Darkseid are fighting. Uh, but whenever they're fighting, Clark takes his thumbs and shoves him into Darkseid's eye sockets yes. and then just grabs him by the head and just swings, <laughs> bashes him, swinging him back and forth like, like, like a pendulum, smashing him to the ground over and over again. Like that is so violent and so over the top and just so amazing. Like, and it felt earned as well too. Cause like you understood Clark's rage, everything he's been through. He just saw Lois die, like everything that like, this is like, this is what Superman is capable of when you push him beyond his moral center. Speaking of, uh, these movies, I don't care about so much. They're interesting. Sure. But what I want now is I want the injustice turned into i want the yeah i know that would be amazing yeah oh my god that they should do maybe like four or five films like 
in that world. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the next yeah. thing they're working on. And I love too that like we got to see um, even like Oa for a bit, and we got to see John Stewart and Guy Gardner as uh, Dark Side. Oh, How dark was that moment too when John the Green Lantern just get yes. fucked up and watching John crawl to the central power battery and say the Green Lantern's oath, and right as he does, Dark Side destroys her body. We just see Ash like corpse, uh, and then there's just so many deaths that like even like Damien's death. Like when we see a fried Damien Wayne, like his burnt ash of a corpse uh when constantine's neck gets broken through all of it as well too and i like to we learn that really the reason that raven brought john along is because john had the ability to stop her and stop her father from breaking free um like that queen song yeah exactly like that song that song's actually based off john constantine uh (laughs) because she knew that john's a bastard and John can kill. But of course, in classic Constantine fashion, John had his own schemes and plan as well, too. And of course, in classic Constantine fashion, also backfired on him and ended up in his death. Yep. Yeah. Uh, really, more than anything, this is a John Constantine film more than anything else. I think that's fair. Uh, it's weird that like the culmination of this entire animated universe ends with a Constantine film. It's it's kind of bizarre. Like I feel like they keep trying to make Constantine happen without actually trying to make Constantine. Yeah, happen. we haven't had like a Constantine like solo animated film. No, we had that TV series, which wasn't great. We and we had the Keanu film. Yeah, and we've had we had the NBC show, which was really good, but NBC was the wrong network for it. Uh, and, and now, Keanu, and I love Keanu, but I, yeah, and the movie wasn't bad. Yeah, I agree, but Keanu's not he's John. Not, he's not John. Yeah. Constantine, no. and we've had John spin on Legend of Tomorrow, and he's been the best part of Legend of Tomorrow. But like, we just need John Constantine in like an R-rated universe, like on on the streets of London, like in like the eighties or early nineties. Like that, that's what we need. You know who I want to play John Constantine? Who's that? Chris O'Dowd. It's an interesting choice. Mostly because he's Irish. He's not British. Come on. I mean, he could do the same thing. He could do the voice. <laughs> he could do the voice. But if if you had an American do it, you know who I who I pick for that? Who's that? Nick Offerman. That's interesting. Older Constantine. Uh, yeah. But a brutal Constantine. If I had to pick anyone, I would probably pick uh, James A. Caster. <laughs> him or uh, him or Matt Berry. Oh my god, man. <laughs> the Matt Mary Constantine. I would kill for a Matt Mary Constantine. Uh, it would if, be the best worst thing of all time. If you don't watch uh <laughs> British comedy, you have no idea who the last two people were. Nah, that's true. Are. Because Matt Berry's in a big American TV show. Yeah, but how many people have seen that but not seen any of his other work? I'm uh, sure there are a bunch. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But come on. <laughs> oh my god, Matt Berry is is God. I'm, I mean, that was my intro. Was it yeah. was a Matt Berry reference? <laughs> Just him doing the spell <laughs> casting of John. <laughs> oh my God, I'm pissing myself thinking yeah. about it. I love it. I don't know. I we've done a fair amount of DC animated universe films, and like I think these two have been the best ones we've done in a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would agree. There's still a couple more out that we haven't done. Uh, Death of the Family just came out, or it's coming out soon, but that's an interactive film. And then there's a Superman Man of Tomorrow one, I think, that we haven't done as well, too. Okay. Uh, but DC Animated is still cranking along in 2020, so good for them. <laughs> I mean, um, they don't need people there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, g- give us a new content. And I was happy to do stuff that wasn't just on Netflix streaming 
or a zombie show about teenagers sleeping in tree houses. Well, here's the other cool, interesting bit is Alex hasn't had the internet for the last week. Yes, I had to watch both these films on my phone. Um, <laughs> I, I was very, very worried because I hadn't watched them. We had a, a massive ice storm here yeah. that knocked out power and everything. It knocked out my power for about an hour and a half, but it, it killed Alex and his internet for four days. He doesn't have internet currently. We don't know when this episode yeah. will upload. Yeah, if this episode was late, it's because the internet has been out at my house. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> it's just Congratulations. been a Congratulations. Right. It's been a great time for me. We got to hang in bed and watch stuff on the iPad for a minute. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, well, just don't you feel special? Uh, I, I have. Did. I mean, I've just been dipping into my Blu-ray collection. I haven't bought new Blu-ray in forever, but good for me. But for real, though, I was worried that my power might get knocked to the point where I couldn't watch this yeah. at all. Yeah. No, I, I put these off, too, because I'm like, surely my internet will be back any minute now. So I can watch them on a proper TV with like a real sound. <laughs> Uh, although, I mean, the picture quality was actually good enough on my phone. I thought it was still pretty good. Uh, and the stories were engaging to where it wasn't like the worst thing to watch on my phone yeah. either. Uh, That's fair. But real quick before we rate these, I loved the ending of this film too. Like, okay, so they defeat Darkseid and they come back to Earth. But Earth is fucked. Like, Earth is just basically destroyed. Batman's best estimate uh, in order to fix the Earth about a billion more people will die for his most optimistic estimate. And we see all the heroes that have survived under there and they're basically all broken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shazam and, is m- miracling a leg together. Yeah. Most people have. Hawkman's mostly a bird, a mechanical bird at this point. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're mostly, almost yeah. all these heroes are at least 35% yeah. percent or more. The entire Green Lantern Corps is dead. Yeah, yeah. Manager dead. They're all they're thirty five percent at minimum machine. Yeah, at this point. And John learned that like this was all Barry's fault. Like the Flash is the one that caused this because of whatever he created Flashpoint. So he learned this entire thing is his fault. And he tells Barry that he needs to go back and undo this, create another one. And Barry's like, I can't do this. And John's like, Look around you. Things may be crap and terrible uh, with the new world, but they cannot be as bad as this right now. Uh, and like that's how the film ends is with Barry destroying this reality and creating a new one. We don't know what, what the new one is, but like I thought that was again a great. I thought it was a great way to end this universe. Uh, it's a good segue into maybe a more Marvel styled <laughs> DC anime. Who knows what DC is doing? Like I, we have all these DC shows announced for HBO Max. But the only ones that I can, we know are coming are the ones that were already airing on DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which, did Harley Quinn get renewed yet for a third season, have we heard? I think it has, but okay. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I know Titans has, and I know Doom Patrol has. But I can't remember about Harley Quinn. And Stargirl got moved to CW. Yeah, I think most of the stuff got moved elsewhere, like uh, Swamp Thing. Don't even break my heart like that. I would kill to have Swamp Thing come back. I thought it got picked up somewhere. No, 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 no. Swamp Thing got canceled because uh, they mess, messed up the, the tax credits for it. But Swamp Thing aired on CW recently because CW didn't have any other content to air. You can pause this if you want. I'm going to no, look no. up Swamp Thing okay. season two real quick. Okay. It got canceled. I'll tell you that right now. I wish, it, I wish it came back because it was good. It was dark. It was a really good reputation. And I actually... 
We didn't oh, talk about so it. CW president has revealed that he is not ruling out the possibility of Swamp Thing season two. Oh, well, I'd be more than okay with that. Uh, but I, speaking of Swamp Thing, I did love Swamp Thing in this film. I love how John used him to destroy that machine. Um, that actually was yeah. pretty fucking cool how he just wrapped yeah. his Yeah, because Swamp Thing is incredibly powerful. One of the most powerful him. universe characters in the DC we don't universe. Need Swamp Thing. I agree. And he was great in the first Justice League Dark movie, the animated one. And so I'm glad we got to see him again and show how powerful he was in this, too. Um, All right. Let's rate him. Superman Red Son. Scale 1 to 10. What do you get? Uh, I'm going to give him both a 7. Like, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll give him both an 8. They are probably, because of COVID mostly, but probably some of the better things I've seen this year. uh, Because we haven't seen much else. Uh, Wait till next week, my friend. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed them, and I hope the next DC films we do, they probably won't be as good as these. But if they are, uh, we have more than lucked out. But I, I recommend people watch both these films. Superman Red Sun, you can watch right now. No, not any any backstory. Uh, just League Dark Apocalypse War, you might appreciate more if you watch all these animated films. But even if you just want a great hour and a half over the top bloody action film with characters you already know, I, you, you can jump right into this. Yeah, I'll back that up. You could you could do worse. I would say you probably should watch the first Justice League Dark or watch a couple of these yeah. at least to kind of get some backstory. They're both streaming on DC Universe right now. Yeah, uh, Red Sun is just a you just put it on. Yeah, I'm sure they'll move to HBO Max soon enough too. It's a it's definitely a one off, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, next week we're gonna be talking about the first two episodes of not next week, next episode. We're gonna be talking about the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Which, Dude, I, are you are you excited for that? Well, I can't wait. Comes out tomorrow. I hope I have internet by tomorrow. Oh my god, I fucking... Dude. What if they kill the child in the first episode? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it's some tragic story that like he just grabbed something he couldn't have, shouldn't have gotten, and he choked on it while the Mandalorian was flying a ship, and he didn't oh, notice man. it, and the, the Mandalorian just stumbles across his corpse. The only way that this year could get any worse is if that happened, I think, is that the child died. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, you can find us some places. Alex, yeah. where can they find us? Uh, you can find us, you, know, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, we've got an Instagram, a Facebook, uh, a Twitter. Uh, your mom can slide into my DMs anytime she wants. Good for her. Yeah, exactly. Good for them, I should say. The yeah. moms. Yeah. Uh, for Henchman Comics, I'm Alex Feshbeck. I'm Stephen Toast. Henchin' ain't easy.